Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, it's Ezzie Jadikin. Now, there wasn't really much celebrity crime happening this week, but there was some LA-related crime. Do you know who Samuel Little is? No. Samuel Little is being called possibly the most prolific serial killer. Oh, I did hear this, story. He's already been convicted. I don't know too much about Samuel Little. I just... I've been hearing about him more and more the past few years. Uh, We probably will do an episode on him at some point because he did murder people in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But they're now saying that he is linked to 90 people, to killing 90 people. So that would definitely make him, like, the most prolific. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... Basically, he's in the news because this is according to Washington Post. Ohio prosecutors announced Samuel Little has been indicted in the 1981 murder of 32-year-old Anna Stewart. He's definitely been linked to more than 60 already. So they're trying to figure out, is he just one of those serial killers that's like claiming all these different murders now? Once they're in prison. Yeah. Right. He's 79 years old. Um, This is from the article. His details and confessions have so far proved true. Prosecutors have said leading authorities to a grim conclusion, which more than 60 killings linked to him. Little may be the most prolific serial killer in American history. Ohio prosecutors said Friday that information obtained from Little in prison, part of a stream of confessions extracted by a Texas ranger, led the led to a grand jury indictment against Little in the 1981 slaying of Anna Stewart and another woman still unidentified. He was con- he was arrested in 2012. He's this is something he was at for a really long time. Like, right. he was doing this for decades yeah. uh, without getting caught. We'll give you updates about Samuel uh, as as this invest this new like investigation goes on. Uh, probably do a report on him at some point because he did murder women in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, but that was like. That was like the big tr- true crime yeah. news this week. I think I saw people posting on Facebook yeah, about it. People were talking about it. I know the last podcast guys talked about it too. Another story that made the news, actually, it made the news via a viral tweet. Oh. Uh, and you know, people can just tweet anything. And as long as it's compelling enough, people will believe it. And look, I believed it because this sounds like something that would absolutely be true. And the viral tweet was basically that Instagram influencers were going to Chernobyl to take sexy pictures because it was like this hot new destination. Right. Because of the HBO show. I did see that tweet yes. with the Instagram. It went viral because people were outraged. I mean, rightfully so. Like, yeah. Cause it's- I mean, I wasn't outraged like, oh, you shouldn't do that at Chernobyl. I was just more like, you guys are idiots. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. whatever outrage or you're just like, I can't believe this. Right. So the AV, the AV club 
has debunked this. I saw the debunking. The debunking is basically like those are not Instagram influencers. A lot of these people only have like 900 followers. It's actually not that many people. This guy just posted a couple different pictures of people at the site posting sexy pictures. So it's not like a trend. It's just sort of a few dumb people doing this. Right. But it's still funny. I, I, I saw the debunking and I was like, I didn't really care if they were influencers. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's, and I didn't even think some of the pictures were bad. There was one picture that was horrible. No, that's what I'm, <laughs> but that's what this debunking says. This says, um, Three out of four of the, quote, influencers in the above tweet couldn't even be classified as influencers as they have relatively small followings. I mean, I do think that's a funny distinction because it's like, who cares how many followers they have? The fact that they're going to Chernobyl and taking sexy pictures is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence points out that the only woman that only... The woman in the first photo, Julia Basler, has a sizable following, and though both her and the post and the article itself shared a thoughtful response that clarified her reasons for being there. Um, the Geiger counter guy's photo has been circling the web since 2010, so one of those photos from the viral tweet being like, look at these influencers going right. to Chernobyl, it was that, old. that was a very old photo. And the woman standing by the bus is a student born in the in the Ukraine, excuse me, it's just Ukraine, yeah. whoever wrote this article. In her excise caption reflects on the impact and the weight of Chernobyl that Chernobyl has had on her. And for that last one, yeah, that's a thirst trap. That, okay, let's. <laughs> See, that talk was about, the only one that made me laugh. That was the only like truly, truly ridiculous picture to me. So let's explain. We need to explain that picture. Hold on, I need to find it really quick. The first picture, yeah, it's not that crazy. This girl has like a full on like hazmat suit on, basically, or she has like she's like covered no, they up. look normal. The first three pictures look pretty normal. It's really only the fourth picture that this guy with the viral tweet about Instagram influencers allegedly going to Chernobyl. It's really only the fourth one that's really egregious. Right. Because this is a woman who is literally topless in this photo wearing a thong and her I mean like her ass is She has out. a hazmat suit on but that's it's unzipped like, and so her torso is completely nude. I mean she's like covering her chest modestly. <laughs> And then she has a thong on and the hazmat suit is kind of sexily hanging off of her and she's looking, I don't know, at Chernobyl or at some building She's being very solemn, Desi. She's reflecting. She's reflecting on the lives lost, clearly. Right. Uh, So, I mean, that is a classic inappropriate Instagram photo, like where it's like, you know, they're at the Holocaust museum. Oh my God. Thinking about like all those who lost their lives with like a bikini on or whatever. Like, and it's just like, I feel like, I think the reason that this tweet took off is because it has the ring of truth, even if it wasn't a hundred percent accurate. Right. Cause people do this shit right. all the time. And we see it all the time. Right. I mean, there's selfies at funerals has like a whole Tumblr, like people taking sexy selfies, like I miss you, grandpa. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's like the idea of it is so true yes. and it's like, maybe it hasn't a hundred percent happened yet, but it will start happening more. People are going to start going to Chernobyl more. That is a fact. Right. And the more visitors and the more it becomes a touristy spot, the more it's going to be Instagrammed. Like, right. I mean, people, the reality is, is people like going to morbid sites or risky sites to take 
photos right. specifically for online. And obviously, and like the, the whole fact that the guy put in Instagram influencers is like, everyone hates Instagram influencers. You know what? This is a guy also, I feel like we all do tweets like this where we're probably not a hundred percent accurate because we're just bullshitting on Twitter. Right. And then something takes off. Right. And then you're like, I was just fucking exaggerating for comic effects. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. and this is not something that's hurting anybody. Like, like no. who really cares? Like, do I really need an investigative piece in the Atlantic debunking it? Like, it's just like, who cares? Like, right. Uh, and it's like, it's going to happen and Instagram influencers are awful and you should never defend them. <laughs> like, I, it's just stupid. I don't yeah. know. But the last picture, he should have just, I mean, looking back, if he had just done the last picture and and framed it cl- kind of differently, right. it would have been fine. Like, right. but yeah, I don't feel like this was like, we need a Snopes article on this debunking it. Like, who cares? Like, it is funny. It is something I can't take my eyes off. It's like, do you remember like six years ago or something when Justin Bieber went to the Anne Frank Museum? Oh, yeah. And he famously wrote like in the guest book, he was like, Anne Frank would have been a believer yeah. too. See, that's, that's something that I love. Like, that's right. amazing to me. It's, it's, <laughs> and you know, and people were outraged by it, but it's like, you know, she was 13. She might may have been. We don't I mean, know. I love, and the outrage actually makes it funnier to me because right. it's like, you know what? Who cares? Ultimately, like he's not murdering anybody. He's an idiot. Like right. we all know this. He's obviously going to go somewhere and make it about him. Yeah, and we can point out that they're an idiot. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. <clears throat> so, but that was a good one. I like the believer. I like yeah, the believer <laughs> one. Was like so. It was so absurd. But I also, mean, it, these are like out of like movies by like the Lonely Island. Totally. Like where they're pop stars and they're trying to be like sensitive. Yeah, and it's just like they fuck it up in a major way. Have like, you seen that movie, Pop Star? No, but it's, I've seen clips from really it. Good. Yeah, Desi but I really like good. that kind of thing. Like in general, to see that ugly human side where they're just so self-absorbed, they right. don't even get it. Like right. I don't know. It's just amusing. It's very amusing to me. Okay, so that's really all the crime, big crime news this week. Amanda Knox actually went back to Italy for the first time. Oh yeah, I saw since that. she was released to prison. There really wasn't that much of a story there. It was like... I saw a lot of people make the same joke. Oh, really? What was it? The joke was, that's how good the food is in Italy <laughs> that Amanda Knox went back. Like, I saw that joke more than, like, a few times. Is that a joke? I guess, like, but um bump I don't know. <laughs> like, several people said it. I don't know. Okay. And I do feel like, yeah, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> Right. Like, I'll go to Italy. Okay. Uh, we are trying to go to Italy, yeah. so please donate to our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Hollywood Crimes. The pasta tour. The pasta tour of Italy. Okay, so we have a very small Britney Spears update. Basically, her family is seeking to extend the restraining order against her former manager, Sam Lufty. Ooh. That's really all there is to say about that. Okay. Did you see the... Um- Katy Perry, Taylor Swift makeup thing. Like, what is the I don't story know, there? I don't know why that made me so uncomfortable, but it did. <laughs> but the cookies did look good because they look like she put too much butter in them. Ooh. Yeah. So she made the cookies. We need to explain what this is. Okay. To people who don't know. Because I'm sure a lot of people don't even know what this is. I barely know. Okay. Well, basically, <laughs> like, it was either Taylor, Taylor Swift and Katy Perry have been, like, beefing for like 10 years or something. I don't know. I, I don't follow either I heard of them. it was backup dancer related, but that always seems sort of... I thought it was like of... John Mayer related. Okay, but I heard it was like someone stole her backup dancer, but maybe it was a few things. Look, this is all very pretty privileged people problems. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, picked a pack of privileged people. <laughs> uh, any story that involves two women fighting over John Mayer just loses me instantly because it's like, come on. Yeah. I remember seeing one time I went to a party and he was at it. And there was a girl, like a woman, a female comic there. And she was like, I was like watching the scene because like, there was like a lot of famous people there. And I was just like, whatever, looking at everybody. And I was like very attentive to this interaction because I was like, I want to see what he has <laughs> that gets women all giddy. And she was like giddy talking to him, like just like, like just giggly and like twirling her hair and like. And I was just like looking at him. I'm like, why? Like, what is the appeal to, about him? I don't get it I at mean, all. He is conventionally very attractive, <clears throat> but she's like famous too. She could probably get any guy she wants. I also, mean, he has whatever Wilner, Wilmer Valderrama has. Is like they all they just get so many hot chicks. Can like all one after the other, hot chicks, yeah. hot chicks. I just don't get it. He's got something clearly. I guess whatever it is, we don't know. So, um. So basically, the gist of it is Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, I guess they've been in a feud for, like, years. And Taylor Swift, I think, wrote the song Bad Blood about Katy Perry. Like, they just, like, it's, like, been this feud that I've never really given two shits about. Who gives a a fuck. Um, But one of them made cookies for the other this week. And posted on Instagram, like, fight over or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm just paraphrasing, but it was like, we're, we're friends now. I made cookies. And you know what? Cookies are the way to win me over, to be honest. I mean, the fight's stupid. So cookies make sense that it would heal the wound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they made up. That's great. Less people fighting in the world. Yeah, okay. Sure. Good for you guys. They probably didn't eat the cookies, though. <sighs> <laughs> that's devastating <laughs> to think about. Do you have any books or TV or movie recommendations you watched this week? Shit. I feel like I did have something, and now it's slipping my mind. Let me think for a second. Okay. So, Big Little Lies is back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if our listeners watch Big Little Lies, but it's an HBO show. The second season just premiered last Sunday. I highly recommend it. It's great. I love all of the actresses that are on that show. I mean, it is like an A-list super group of actresses right. on that show. Nicole Kidman, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Shailene Woodley, uh, fucking... Meryl Streep. Well, now Meryl Streep's on it. They added Meryl Streep to Laura the second. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Look, it's amazing. It's yeah. a great show. And Reese Witherspoon is like one of my favorite actresses. And she is so good on that show. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I like the show. It's my ideal type of show. Yeah. <clears throat> like I like a soapy type... You know, who, you know, mystery, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's very and bitchy, kind of rich women. Set in a beautiful backdrop of Monterey. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I remember, I think, all right, I think we had a question though, so maybe I'll save it for the question. Okay. If you have questions, right? Okay, let's kick off our questions. This is uh, from friend of the show, Kate. Hey, Kate. Hi, Kate. Rachel and Desi, I've been listening to, I've been listening since your Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding episode came out. That's like episode five. Yeah. That's a long time. The episodes that 
always get me a little more excited are the ones about old-timey Hollywood when scandalous shit goes down, especially the Tallulah Bankhead episode and the Girl 27 episode. I was wondering if there were any particular films that made either of you interested in this era. I grew up watching Turner classic movies, but also love recent movies about Hollywood, such as Hollywoodland with Adrian Brody. Keep up the great work, and thanks for giving me an endless supply of tweets to read when I can't sleep at 3 a.m. Thanks, Kate. That's really sweet. So this was the question I was thinking of uh, when I was going to talk about something I had watched this week. Uh, First of all, let me directly answer her to question. I grew up watching old movies because a lot of times I did not have cable. Like, so I would have, uh, like on Saturdays, they would always play old movies, like after cartoons ended. So I think a lot of kids just bailed. (laughs) But of course I just stayed in and watched old movies or TV movies or like whatever. I remember it was like a Saturday you know, afternoon movie would always be like an old movie because it was probably free and cheap to yeah. play those movies. So like, I can't really think about like particular movies that got me into that genre. I liked all of them. I liked Betty Davis movies. I liked Shirley Temple movies. I watched like, obviously we've talked about the bad seed was something I saw during that period. Um, and then I just started seeking them out myself at some point. And then when I did get cable, I would watch um, Turner Classic Movies or AMC, like those kind of old movie uh, stations. It's kind of weird because AMC isn't even really an old movie no. station anymore. No. Like it used to show basically right. all old movies. Um, the movie that I watched today is an old movie that I really love, and it's called Harold and Maud. And I got so... Dude. sucked into it. First of all, I, I realized like, like I had seen that movie when I was very young, a teenager. And then I saw it now and it made me so upset today. Like I could not stop crying. Like <laughs> I just kept thinking about like scenes or like lines from it. It's so heartbreaking and touching to me. And I feel like when I first saw it as a teenager, I was like, I was like, whatever, a goth. So I was like, yeah, he's committing suicide all the time. And like, I liked the morbidity of it. And now when I watched it, maybe when I'm much older, I was like, oh, it's really like heartbreaking yeah. and sad and like, just but like, it's also really beautiful. It's a beautiful it's love beautiful, story. It's beautiful, yes, for sure. But in that way that like literally tears your heart out. Because it's so meaningful. And well, it's just... For me, when like you realize why Maude is the way she is, yeah. that fucking I think me. also just like the idea of finding someone that you're just like meant to know. Or yeah. do you know what I mean? Like two weirdo people like finding each other. Uh, I don't know. It's just so, it's such a good movie, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Uh, in fact, I like a lot of that guy's movies. Hal Ashby, um, he also did Shampoo. Uh, he Love did being, Shampoo. He did Being There with Peter Sellers. I mean, he's just great. And but uh, Harold and Maude is like one of my favorite movies, and I just we watched it today, and I read the screenplay too. I was going crazy <laughs> with it because it was just so it's so good. So yeah, that's really like my one. old movie that I watched uh, today. Um, I also grew up watching a lot of old movies, specifically old horror movies, because I was obsessed with horror movies as a kid. So my stepmom rented me all the classic ones from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. So, and I saw, I remember watching even like really weird, like B horror 
50 movies yeah too. i saw a lot of those too a lot that was also on those saturday matinee like, like the old ed wood ones yeah and like i really like those and i like there's this vincent price horror movie called the tangler i just remember. i love that william castle movies i love william castle yeah and like i watched i love diabolique that was one of my favorites that's yeah. a french film from the 50s highly recommend it it's it's such a great movie um and I, I think, like, I got into old movies by watching the old horror movies. Like, I bought, saw all the Hitchcock movies. Yeah, I mean, I just, I liked, I liked old Hollywood stuff. Yeah, me too. I always was really into it. I loved the, the costumes. I loved, um, I really liked watching, like, my mom would, like, pull me into the room if, like, she was watching some old movie station. And, like, sometimes they would play just, like, those weird dance movies from, like, those Technicolor dance movies yes. from the 50s. Yeah, I like And that it would too. just be this absurd set with these, like, this, like, over-the-top dance sequence. And, my, like, I would always watch those with my mom because they were so intricate and cool looking. Right. I mean, I remember watching Wizard of Oz every year because that's, like back in the day when they would play it like once a year now yeah. like they don't have stuff like that anymore I, I feel like Desi and I like maybe I was like the last of a generation like my generation seemed like the last where like you could just turn on the TV and find a channel with like old movies all the time yeah or like it was just more like maybe you just saw them. I feel like what we don't have anymore and maybe that's why people get into Game of Thrones and things like that is there's not these like event viewings that we used to have I think yeah like where it would be like oh Wizard of Oz is on we have to watch it or Sound of Music is on every Easter or like whatever like and it is still kind of fun I think to do that like yeah. once a year yeah because you can just watch things anytime you want now which is right. sort of not as special right but yeah obviously my favorite old movie is The Bad Seed that's my favorite movie like of all movies in general um, I love Whatever Happened to Baby Jane oh, yeah, me that's too. like a classic horror film my favorite Hitchcock is Vertigo. I know like, it's like everyone's favorite Hitchcock, but it's just so good. And yeah, we should make, we should come up with a list of like our favorite, like fifties and sixties okay. or forties. Um, I love all about Eve. Oh, me too. I mean like the classics. I mean, know? in high school I rented like every Betty Davis movie. Yeah. That was like a thing every weekend. So it was really cool. <laughs> I would get like, go to Blockbuster and get like 10 Betty Davis movies or whatever. Yeah. So Yeah. Oh, you know what else I watched when I was little was The Fly, but the original one oh, yeah. from the 50s. I well, love you know that. what movie I love too, like a horror, is um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I like both of them. Yeah. I liked that. I liked, I liked, yeah, all the like old 50s horror movies. I saw all of them when I Me was too. a kid. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to come up with like a list at some point of like our ultimate. Okay. Our ultimate movie list. Mine will be more horror-centric and yours will be... More dramatic. More dramatic, <laughs> over the top. I don't know. Okay. So this is a story our listener Donna wrote into us about her experience at Woodstock 99. I knew we would have some listeners who were at the festival. This is wild. I was so excited to see this episode was Woodstock 99 because I was there, but then the wave of memories came back and I almost fucking threw up. Uh... You and me both, when I was, I was just researching it. I wasn't even there. And I was like feeling really upset. Like three hours in the car just to get in and park. Then it was a two mile walk to what the camp, to the campsites. Oh wait, forgot to mention that every single porta potty was overflowing on day one. Jesus. When we got in, it was already shit river. And I like that Shit River is capitalized, like it's an actual place. Yes. There was 
Also, not one bit of shade. None. Our friend got third got a third degree sunburn Ugh. on day one and was miserable. That would be me. Because I'm so fair. I know. Although her sunburn saved us, I'll get to that in a minute. Food was a joke. You know a concert's bad when the sunburn saves you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if that's what saves you. Okay. Food was a joke. Crazy expensive and disgusting. We were right, Desi. Yes. I ate PB crackers the entire time. Water was like gold. Cost the same anyways. Never enough and always dirty if you wanted if you wanted free water from where the overflowing porta potties were. As the crowds got more and more fucked up, hot, angry, etc., men got really scary. The more of them were the more of them there were, the more forceful they got with us all. Thankfully, I was with a larger group, always with them, never alone, and was not assaulted. You were right on the show when you reported that people could hear screaming at night in the campsites. <sighs> you could hear, and it was terrifying. As Saturday wore on, the heat in the sewage was a nightmare. Just made everyone even crazier because they were so angry. The men started to really grab at any woman they could grab, especially if there were three or more men in a group. We started to hear about the assaults from other people around us and were really feeling like we needed to get the fuck out. Fuck the bands, fuck the money we already spent, just fuck it. Back to my third degree burn friend. She spent Saturday and early Sunday fucking miserable and needed to get out of the heat, so our group decided to use this opportunity and leave the festival early. Our group had seen Red Hot Chili Peppers before, so we left before they performed Sunday night. As I watched the news when I got home, I couldn't have been happier that we left when we did. <laughs> this experience was the worst and totally ruined outdoor festivals for me forever. Thank you guys for the show. You're my fucking favorite. I love you so much. Donna. Thanks, Donna. First of all, I'm so glad you guys got out. <laughs> oh my God. What a story. Like yeah. I, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I mean, we know. We know. We know. But it's Woodstock, nice to get confirmation. We get confirmation. <laughs> yes, Woodstock 99, these things happened. Yeah. Uh, wow. Thank you for writing and sharing that with us. That sounds... Oh my God. Yeah. The third degree sunburn on the first day when you're just like, this is how, this is how we're starting the yeah. festival. <laughs> I, I would have probably left the minute I saw there was no shade, quite honestly. Like there was just, there's no way I, I'm going to survive what something like that. What were thinking? I still, I still, yeah. okay. This is from listener Jennifer. So listening to your podcast and heard you were requesting names of family and friends with famous or infamous people's names. Remember we oh, asked yeah. about that because mm-hmm. of the Peterson? Yeah. Oh, someone, one of our listeners also pointed out Michael Peterson of the, oh, right. of the staircase. That's right. Dude, Seriously. What is up with that name? I don't know. Avoid. Uh, av- <laughs> avoid it. Avoid guys with that name like they're Woodstock 99. <laughs> Except for our guide listeners with that name. We love you. Okay. I guess. <laughs> Case by case, we're gonna have to. It's see. a case by case basis, but we're gonna be skeptical. Look, we're gonna be skeptical up front. You have to you understand. You're, you're <laughs> guilty until proven innocent. If your last name is Peterson, dudes. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, back to Jennifer's story. Uh, I was dating my husband for a year before I found out that he had a celebrated name. We were actually making out in a parking lot after a night out with friends, and two policemen came up to the car because it was late, and I guess they wanted to check in on what was going on. They asked for our licenses, and the one cop started giggling and showed the other cop my boyfriend's driver's license. It turns out they thought it was funny that they found John Holmes making out in a parking lot. (laughs) 
Did they also ask about his dick? I know, right? (laughs) Jesus. I honestly had no idea who that was. I had never heard of him, but 20 years of marriage later, have probably heard every joke possible about that guy, probably including the one I just made. Sorry, Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. When we had a landline, we would occasionally get prank calls. Oh my God. My husband said that when he was in college and choosing a fraternity, everyone wanted a John Holmes on their roster, so he had the pick of the litter. Um, I enjoy your show. Thanks for keeping me entertained. She signed it, Tracy Lords. Just kidding, Jennifer. Aw, yeah, Jennifer. We love Tracy Lords. And yeah. Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with wow. us. Wow. I mean, that must be a lot to live up to, right? Yeah. John Holmes. But you know Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. But John Holmes was a really bad guy, and I'm sure your husband isn't. Yes. So, so even if his dick is average to above average, it's, <laughs> it's still it, better than being with the real John. It's still Holmes. better yeah. than being with the real one. Okay. This is from Marissa. I know Marissa. During last week's episode, when you were talking about the multiple people named Scott Peterson, it reminded me that when I was in middle school during the Lacey Peterson trial, at my school, there was a student named Amber Frey, which was the same name of Scott Peterson's mistress and a big focus on the trial. I lived in San Diego at the time, and the whole mur- murder trial was a big deal down there because Scott had grown up in San Diego. Anyway, because kids in middle school are mean, a lot of people made fun of her, and there were some really stupid kids who actually thought she was the Amber Frey from the trial. In any case, Amber was one of the popular students, so I think she did okay, and by high school, people had forgotten about the trial. That's, that's horrible to have that name in middle school. I was just thinking <laughs> middle school kids are the worst. Yeah. Like they're, I don't know. They're sadistic. 
Yeah, it's like you're still young enough to not, you're still young enough that you have that young child sociopathy. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And like, no you're, filter. Yeah, but you're not quite mature enough to not know when to use it. Right. The no filter. Like, uh, yeah. No, I always, whenever people are like, oh, I had high school or da da da, did you have a bad experience in high school? I was like, no, like, middle yeah. school is the worst, especially when you're a girl. Sorry. Like, it is true. Like, people try to deny it, but it's like, it's hard in middle school when you're a girl, I think. Even even, it's even worse just because it's like a lot of the sexual stuff is starting to happen, like crushes and like getting a boyfriend. And you get your period maybe. Right. I just feel like you're you're going through a lot when you're a girl, like I think in middle school. Probably, I'm sure guys are having stuff too, but yeah, I feel I like guess, that's where you're like, I want to be cute and I want boys to right. like me and like whatever. Yeah. We'll just speak on our experience as women and who went through middle school. It was fucking horrible. Yeah. I'm sure the guys have their own weird shit we don't know about that they right. had to go through. Yeah. I think that, uh, I didn't even have a particularly bad experience like as far on the scale of oh, bad I things. Did. Yeah. I wasn't like unpopular, but it was still hard. Like, so yeah. Well, someone found, uh, one of my diaries when I was in middle school. That was awful. And someone <laughs> found a note that I passed to my best girlfriend explaining, uh, sexual things I wanted to do to a boy that I liked. So that Ooh. was really terrible. Those are just two of my middle school highlights. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't have anything like that. Yeah. So I think I was, I was definitely the, um, innocent girl, believe it or not, but wow. I talked very dirty. Like I didn't have any boyfriends. I didn't do anything, but I knew everything. So I had grown up around sex. <laughs> So I was like the one who would tell all the stories. Yeah. And I do think I told about flapping in one of our episodes. I would just make shit up because I knew enough to kind of like go off on my own and improv, like, <laughs> improv some sex stuff to keep my, to keep my fans happy. Like, so, so I kind of, I mean, I can say honestly throughout my life, the reason I was popular, even though I wasn't like particularly rich or like the hottest girl or whatever was because, uh, I always had good sex stories, even like in elementary school. Jesus. <laughs> so people wanted to hear things from me. Like I, I had that cachet going for me. So I always got like sort of passed over when it came to bullying or whatever. Oh, I certainly did not. <laughs> I certainly did not. I had the worst time in middle school. Oh, it was awful. Right. I mean, I had a high school was fine. I moved around a lot too. So I didn't have a chance to really, um, be in these groups that would go against each other. I was sort of always a loner because I was moving so much. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that helped in a weird way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, one of my worst years was in middle school, but that was just because I was living with my dad. It had nothing to do with the school, really. Also, like, flat irons hadn't been invented yet when I was in middle school. So I... <laughs> I mean, that's a specific so, problem. No, but I'm just thinking of like, oh my God. Like, and then like all the rich girls got like the really good flat irons in eighth grade. And like, I had the like drugstore kind. Right. Which the con air or the, whatever. I had the con air. It like didn't do anything. So like. Look, at least you didn't have the one with the five attachments and I would try to do like spiral curls. <laughs> And crimping anything to get my flat fucking hair to do something. You had the opposite problem. I I was trying to get that shit. It would be hairsprayed and just flat. Like, it's so sad. Oh, and then I remember right before eighth grade graduation, I bought a box of Feria, L'Oreal Feria hair dye to go platinum blonde right before eighth grade graduation. Um, But it did not go platinum blonde. Uh, It went bright orange. Wow. So I had bright orange hair 
in my eighth grade graduation picture. It's Damn. very unattractive. I think my saddest hair moment was when I tried to use a banana clip. <laughs> My hair didn't even have enough to hold it up. It was just like limp, like a limp dick on my fucking head. No fucking hair to hold it. I didn't have enough hair to fill a banana clip. Dude, my hair broke all of those clips. It broke yeah, all of them. We have the opposite hair. We did. But you know what I tried to make happen in like seventh grade and people were not having it, but I bet that if girls did it today, it would be cool on Instagram. Maybe I'm just spitballing. Yeah. I'm not very cool. Yeah. But I tried to make um, glitter eyebrows happen. Oh God. And people did not respond to that well, but I yeah. wore, I put a lot of glitter gel in my eyebrows. I used to do glitter and it would be like one of those things where it's literally everything was covered with glitter yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. I would put it on my eyes, like yeah. just like glitter. Uh, Dude. And then it was just literally like, I swear for like 10 years after I graduated, like it was junior high, I still had glitter on fucking everything I owned. Right. Like, it was just nonstop <laughs> fairy dust. Fairy. <laughs> I was just just trying so hard. Like, I did have some good moments. Like there were some like fun, hilarious things like that happened in middle school. Whatever, getting drunk in sixth grade and going on instant messenger like that was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. pretty sad but fun. <laughs> Look, everything that's fun has a little sad element. <laughs> In my experience. Okay. So this is a very infamous name. Our listener, Leslie, wrote in to say that her maiden name is the same name as a serial killer, a man by the name of Leslie Irvin, a.k.a. Joe Goebbels, a.k.a. the Mad Dog Killer. She is the same maiden name as him. Goebbels? Go, go, Joe Goebbels. I guess that's his nickname. Okay. But his real name is Leslie Irvin. He was an American serial killer whose killing spree in the early 1950s terrorized residents of southwestern Indiana and whose Supreme Court case set a precedent for ensuing a fair trial for defendants even in the wake of a great deal of pretrial publicity. Wow. Maybe we'll do his case. I've never heard of him. Maybe we'll do his case on Mysteries and Macabre. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As a tribute to Leslie. Um, it's kind of making me think of um, that Seinfeld where someone, is, is it Elaine dating a guy named Joel Rifkin? Yes. That episode is funny because that's obviously a very famous serial killer. Yeah. Uh, and she, he gets like paged at like a football game or I can't remember exactly what happened. And it's like Joel Rifkin and everyone, everyone is horrified. Right, right. Uh, I actually have like a weird story with Joel Rifkin because obviously I... You know, as a kid, I, I, or at some point I moved to New York and I was on Long Island when that case break, uh, broke. And I had fallen asleep because I used to listen to a radio station that was like all, you know, The Cure and uh, The Smiths, <laughs> like that type of radio station. And I would fall asleep to it and just listen to it all night. And that story broke <laughs> when I was sleeping and listening to that radio station. So I thought I had dreamed the Long Island serial killer, Joel Rifkin. And I woke up in like a panic. Oh and I was my like, God. I was like, oh my God, I had the worst dream about a serial killer on Long Island. And then it was fucking true. Like I had Dude. just like fallen asleep with the radio on and had heard the whole like case I guess he had just gotten arrested yeah and it was like breaking news at like whatever 6 a.m but I was still kind of sleeping uh so yeah that was like my Joel Rifkin so I was like yeah I mean that's my closest I've probably been to a serial killer like in my area right Uh, so and he's a gross one I don't know anything about him he just looks like a huge loser like (laughs) he has like the classic Jeffrey Dahmer like glasses like the right, serial killer right, glasses right. and he's like blondish 
I, I'm, I'm like have vague memories now of him too, but I think he like was killing sex workers, like yeah. that type of serial killer. Um, and he, I think he was just some kind of like, he had like a van, I think. Of course he had a van. <laughs> yeah. Like it and was the like, he, he had like all the, you know, like the right. point, like the tropes, the serial killer tropes. Right. Um, but yeah, so. Another. Well, I'll have to do some more research on him. I really don't know like anything about him. I think he's, yeah, he didn't have like a, a thing. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, I think he was big because maybe there hadn't been one in a while. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he but had like a, be a gimmick. If you want to be a famous serial killer, you got to get a gimmick. Right. I feel like, yeah, I feel like most of them don't really have that anymore. Right? Yeah. It seems like back in the day, they all had something. Like a calling card. Yeah. And I feel like the most recent ones, it's like, yeah, they're horrible and they've <laughs> killed 90 people. Right. <laughs> but it's like, they didn't have their little like gimmick. Their shitty Like poetry. their clown, their clown pictures or like right. the BTK, like sending the letters or like something. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's like, they're getting better at hiding or something. Yeah. Which is scary. We just don't, we don't hear about serial killers that much anymore. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's always an old case. Yeah. Like, the one you mentioned earlier, or I mean, the last one I remember being big was the one in LA. I can't remember right now. L- Lonnie, he was killing people in South Central. Yeah, yeah, that one yeah, was big. Yeah, yeah. I think he does have a name, but I can't remember. The We're night- gonna uh, the, the original Night Stalker. No, not the original Night Stalker. No, the, Grim some, the Grim Sleeper. The Grim that's Sleeper. Right. Yeah. Well, his story. He's, I, that's a creepy story. I bought a book on the Grim Sleeper. I want to do that at some point. I just want to give it the. Uh, time it needs to research because it is such right. a like right. there's okay. a lot to yeah. it um what did you eat this week what did i eat well i ate a lot this week Good. i'm having some uh dietary i'm not doing as well as i should be that's okay <laughs> you, know how you fall off and no then you're shame. kind of going back i, no I don't shame. feel ashamed Good. did i have anything particularly good well today i bought some challah bread and i just ate a bunch of with butter <gasps> That's like my favorite food in the world. I had steak frites, another what? of my favorite Desi. meals. I know, it's terrible. I went to McDonald's last night when I was drunk. Desi, and you had a Sunday. I had a Sunday. Uh, I think I might have had two this morning. And quite honestly, I'm thinking about stopping on my. Wait, can we go home. after this? Can we go after this? Yes. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I, I that's my eating, just kind of off the rails a bit. Well, now mine's going to sound really sad. Okay. But so it you is had exciting like, to me. Okay. I had this amazing protein bar. Just hold on. <laughs> just hold on. Okay. I found it at Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and the brand is like one. That's the name of the brand. It's called like one. Okay. And it was a glazed donut flavored protein <laughs> bar. That's why I bought it. I saw a glazed donut. I was like sold. Yeah. It's flavored like a glazed. I knew it wasn't going to taste like a glazed donut. Right. But I took a bite of it and it tasted like a glazed donut. Oh. They nailed the flavor. So Whatever like they a, did. Yeah. It, they okay. nailed it. I only bought one because I didn't know it was going to be good. And I'm really mad I didn't buy like 50. Yeah. Now I have to go back to Trader Joe's or wherever else they sell this brand. Oh, let me tell you one other thing I love at Trader Joe's. Um, it is these chili lime tortilla chips that are rolled up. They're like those ta- Takis. What are those? You yeah. know those? Yeah. Trader Joe's has their own version of those and they're really good. And I've eaten two bags this week. <laughs> Dude, I, my new drink, by the way, is old fashions. Is it? Yeah, I had two last night. I was rolling. I was like, woo. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, something's going down on Desi's. <laughs> something's going down on Desi's Twitter tonight. She's like, I'm. I'm very sassy with my ice cream cone. <laughs> You know, I have two old fashions. I'm like the funnest fucking person on earth. <laughs> like, it's insane. 
Oh, I also got some uh, peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's. They're made with dark chocolate. I like those. They're really good. That was my invention. Because I was always like, I want (laughs) peanut butter cups, but with dark chocolate. I always want the candy with dark chocolate. Yeah, me too. I want the version, like, I want it with, I want the Almond Joy, but with dark chocolate. Why am I... Because I want the almond. Right. You don't want just mounds. Yeah, I don't want a mounds with no fucking almond. It's like, mix the two, goddammit. Listen, if that comes out, that's my invention. (laughs) You heard it here first. I have the best food ideas. I don't know why people don't fucking listen to me more. (laughs) Seriously. Fucking call me every corporation. I have got fucking ideas. All I I do do is think of food. I get stoned. I have the best combinations (laughs) ever. Trust me. Wait, what is the best thing, like best weird invention you've ever made yourself while you were stoned? Oh, God. I don't, I can't think of anything right now. I'll think about it for next week. Okay. I can't off the top of my head. I want you to think of something that you've made that was. Here's my classic thing that I will do when I'm stoned. I will make an elaborate fucking thing. (laughs) Like I have literally made like fucking carbonara at midnight when I'm stoned. Like I'm like, how did I not burn my fucking house down? (laughs) I have no idea. Like, like that is like the walk of shame. But for me, it's like, I'll wake up and see dishes and I'm like, what the hell? I was cooking bacon. (laughs) I have cream in a pan. Like, what did I do? Like I have made nachos with like pulled pork on them when I'm stoned. (laughs) Like I like will go all out. Like when I'm stoned, like, and make it, but I do have some weird combinations. Uh, I'll have to think about it though. One time my, this was in high school, obviously I haven't smoked weed in forever, but like my friend and I, we stood at his stovetop and ate an entire sheet pan of Florentine bars that his mom had made. We just stood there for like, I don't know how long it took to eat all of them, but it was like this gigantic sheet tray full of Florentine bars. And then, like, a few hours later, like, we'd forgotten about it, and the mom came home, and she was so upset because those were for, like, a work event that she had made. (laughs) That's a classic. Look, we got in a lot of trouble. One thing I have done, I remember, is made brownies and poured half and half on them. Wait wait a minute. Wait, you poured half and half on them? I just poured half and half on them and ate them. Like, I cut one out, poured half and half on it, let it soak in, and just ate it. It was kind of like a chocolate um, tre leche cake. That's a good invention. It was fucking good because it's like Dude. it just becomes like this. It almost becomes like one of those lava cakes because right. it like soaks in the milk yeah. and it's just like this gooey Ooh. thing. I'm telling you, that's a- half and half is like an underrated <laughs> thing. Like I, I have literally, <laughs> I have like, I'll, I've gotten stoned and eat like fucking cereal with half. And half. Oh, I, have, I have. I used to just be like, "Oops, I accidentally." I thought it was the milk, and then I was like, "No, I half and half is so fucking good on cereal." Dude, like, I've eaten here, cereal with half and half before not stoned i did that as a child yeah it's the best it's so it it elevates cereal to dessert (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you try it with like fruity pebbles (laughs) like cocoa pebbles and half and half is literally fucking bomb ass like it is so good (laughs) fuck call me nest like kellogg's (laughs) seriously put some fucking half and half on your cocoa pebbles it's fucking delicious (laughs) dude so yeah good right now Oh, man. I'm hungry. I'm really hungry. Uh Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So cool. Bye. All right, bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.